with my he wasn't happy with my <laughs> he said man names. you got me in trouble my phone kept going off every two <laughs> no, seconds not, my did, you, did you get silent. the who's texting you did you get that no, one no i showed her the, the picture where you're like she didn't even look at you i was like oh <laughs> that's why she took the second one so how was your show we, we we're dying to know it's fantastic you should watch yeah. it I actually started. I'm like six episodes. Yeah, so in. I'm like four episodes in. Thank you very Are much. You? It's legit. So yeah. Chris's browser's preventing recording. Very nice. Oh, sorry. 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 What'd you say? I think you have the phone. The echo up. I have what? I can hear an echo when somebody else talks. Not now. Well, that ain't that ain't for me because I don't need echo cancellation, dude. Because I'd be running my shit the right way. Toto, sorry. you speak. Speak, Toto. Yo, Viva La Raza, Mexican. Where the fuck are you? Is he there? No, he probably not now. <laughs> Success. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I was just com- trying to convince him you weren't racist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. I hate everyone, especially those fucking gringos. Is he getting a snack? Where the First hell is all, he? First of all. <laughs> It's not a snack. I had to make another alcoholic beverage oh. because you took because you took so fucking I know, long. I, know. I drank the first one. Two. All I heard was I've been trying so hard to convince them you're not racist. So I'm just gonna say <laughs> I really hope that you're not and you didn't say something really bad while I'm gone. I edit this fight, but I'll fucking hear it. I hope you do, sir. I hope you do. No, uh, my oldest daughter is actually biracial and gay, so I can say whatever I want. Ah, so you're like, okay. Like Mr. Garrison in that episode of South Park. Yep. I got a black dog and a color TV. I can't be racist. I don't have a dog, though. I wish I had a dog. I would would need need a dog, too. One thing from you. We either need to like hold the mic. Christ. And take it out of the stand or put the stand the fuck down. It is down. It's on the table. But you're holding no, it. No, I just have my hand on it. It's, I'm phallically You look like challenged. you're doing a fucking solo at karaoke night at the VFW. I'm trying. I'm fucking I'm auditioning for Backstreet. After four years of being removed from the public eye, Chris Envy, the fearless leader of Dynasty Wrestling, is once again making his return to the professional wrestling world. This is the Envy Me Podcast. This is the Envy Me Podcast. Taking you through the rise, fall, and rise again of one of the Northeast's most respected pros. From in the ring to out of the ring, brace yourself to hear some of the most insane stories ever told. And you'll get them right from the source. Real, real, raw, raw, unfiltered. This is Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. Co-hosted by Travis Manning. Now, here he is. This is Chris Envy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. I'm Travis Manny. I'm here with our producer, Ryan, and the Chris Envy. What's up? How are you doing? What's going on, Chris? I'm all right, man. I'm, I'm doing good. Oh. Well, that, that's good. That's good. How, how's everything been since the last time we spoke? What's new? I'm no longer fasting as of today. 
Oh, good. Yeah. Now you won't be such a little bitch. No. More of a reason to be a little bitch. I have no excuse. It's just who I am now. Did you win, <laughs> did you win the competition thing? Um, well, there's like a lot of people that entered, like 1,900 people. Oh. So everybody that made their weight and lost 4% in 30 days gets a cut of the $160,000 prize. So you actually got less than what you paid to get into it. No, you definitely get at least break even, at the very least break even. Well, that makes it all worth it, though. Right? You got a month to really buckle down. <laughs> let, let me just give you some money to hold for me yeah. for a little yeah. bit. I'll lose eight pounds. You hold my money without interest, and I'll be a miserable fuck for not eating any candy or pizza for a month, which is not true. It's not true. Yeah. Well, before we uh, before we get into everything with our shit talking and the jokes, um, let's send some prayers to Jerry the King Lawler. News came out today that he had a stroke and is currently in the hospital uh, recovering. So best wishes. We hope, you know, you pull through, come out on the, uh, you know, come out stronger on the other side. I agree. I Sorry. I, uh, I was. I, I was. Conf- I, I <laughs> sidebar. My daughter had her boyfriend over today. And I happened to walk in their room as she's like got her leg over him and they're making out. This is not true. This is very. She's right here. So you whoop some. So you whoop some ass today. And they had Jerry the King Lawler on in the background. Crazy. Yep. Yep. So it's not true. It's time to get my. That sounds. It sounds true. Yeah. It's definitely true. You're going to have to I fucking pull it. some it's bad boy like shit. I watched. I walked in and sat there for like a good 10 seconds. Like, what the fuck? Because I wasn't sure if I was going to kill him or like yell at you. Why? But instead you just turned around and walked. Yeah, I just turned around and walked out. Like, what the f- Gross. Pussy. <laughs> he said, oh, fuck, man. That kid beat my ass. Let me turn around and walk away. Kid's 150 pounds soaking wet. Oh, so you're the same size. Beat fire out of him. Yo, listen. Just because you doubled my weight, husky. Yeah. Oh, shit. Fuckers. Yeah. I'm trying not to make any bad jokes that. this week. <laughs> Here you are, right off the rip. No, you'll just make racist ones instead. It's not racist. <laughs> It's facts. It's facts. <laughs> yeah, it's facts. You are, Mexican. We're gonna get, <laughs> you know, look at his cup. I called the Mexican earlier today. He's rocking a Puerto Rican flag on his cup. <laughs> he said, I need you to know. Nobody's no, going to want to listen to this, this podcast. This is the cup I drink out of every week. Out of and it doesn't make you any more Puerto Rican just because you suck on that. <laughs> no, but you know what would make you more Puerto Rican? I got something you can fuck on. <laughs> you can't get you can't change races by injection, trust me. All right. So I didn't now mean to that say um, Ryan. I meant to say Travis. God damn I ruined that. <laughs> Cut it and do it over. <laughs> hey producer, make that say Travis, not Ryan. So I insulted him <laughs> yeah. and his Aryan race. I don't know where you went there, but so now we, we we tried to open the show, sending some uh, some best wishes to Jerry the King Lawler, and Chris couldn't help himself. Listen, I, I hope he pulls through. Um, I feel like the only time we talk about Jerry is when he dies. So I really hope he pulls through. <laughs> For real, I do. 
It, I mean, it's nothing to joke about, but that's how I deal with tragedy. In case you guys haven't noticed, it's fucked up. It's terrible. It's not funny to anybody involved, and I don't mean any disrespect. But if I'm promoting a show and someone's like, ah, I can't go this Saturday. I got a funeral to go to. My immediate response is they'll still be dead Sunday. So that's cold. It is. Bro. That's it cold. is. But that's how I deal with, with tragedy. Like I try to make light in it. I, it's bad. I'm deeply troubled. Sorry. Get well soon, Jerry. You're yes. a sick individual for a guy who no family shows. Well, they're the ones that pay. He said, my wrestling shows, family friendly. I will not budge. When I'm not here at the wrestling show, though. <laughs> this is a Dynasty podcast, not a Dynasty wrestling show. Yeah. Yeah, this is where all the good Dynasty shit happens. Hey. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're not wrong. Way different than I... You just said the Dynasty shows aren't good, but I think you <laughs> don't want the PG era anymore either, it seems. No. Yeah, me either. But we got... Nope. It depends on the venue, man. Like, oh, does that mean get, you're going to come back a little more racy? You just yelled at me for <laughs> being that way earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I'm all for like a, a 18 and over show, but we got to find a venue that'll allow that and not get pissed off at what we bring. You're not doing yeah. that at a school. You're not... I mean, the Senior Citizen Center, maybe, but you also got to gauge your crowd. If you got a lot of kids there, it's kind of like... Oh, I feel like... I feel like the... The old ladies at the bingo hall would have loved that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pulling their titties out and stuff. <laughs> shit would have been wild. <laughs> Loosen their belt to let their titties out of me. Yeah. <laughs> they were awesome. All right. Well, let's start. Uh, let, let's start this week's podcast with a uh, we're going to start with a segment. Usually we end it with a segment, and that's probably why you don't hear our segments. So <laughs> let's start with a segment. Yeah. <laughs> This is called Marktionary. We're gonna toss some turn. We're gonna toss some t- wrestling you? terms Do out. That over. Do that over. <laughs> oh, Ryan, are you, my son are you just doing said that thing your again camera. where you're reading what I sent you, bro? Fuck you. All right. First term. <laughs> no, you cannot keep that as the intro. I'm cutting that. All right. yeah. Ryan, that. it's your segment. You intro it, and then let Travis take over. Also, she's oh leaving God, it. You guys are, yeah, I mean, tra- listen, guys, since you're a pussy, since you don't want me to read it, it the right way, just say it like what it is. Yeah, just say what show. it is. It's called Martianary. Motherfucker. It's called Martianary, <laughs> where we are going to take terms, <laughs> wrestling terms, and we're going to throw them at Chris, and he's going to tell us what they mean. This is for non-traditional wrestling fans who probably don't know this, but marks like us will already know what they mean. Word number one. You literally just Word fucking said one. exactly what you told me not to say. You know why? Because I wrote it. That's how I talk. That's how you I wrote, talk. You wrote the oh, notes for the fucking it. show. It's so it didn't. When you do it. Ready? Ready? This is called Marktionary. We're going to toss some wrestling terms out at Chris Envy, and he's going to tell us what they mean. Us Marks will know what they mean, but you probably want it. So, Chris, let's start. Boom this man! Okay, when you edit this together, use that intro right there. But your argument for the last four minutes needs to open the show. Because that was fucking gold. I was here with popcorn like, yo. These guys fighting over their own idea. All right. Leave that. All right, so we're going to start off with the term potato mm, not the potatoes. fucking food oh. 
So you want me to just go into it? Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, like it, right, yeah, so dude. If, you like, hear the if, term... if we want more listeners, you got to get casual people who who like listen. So put them on inside baseball. Yelled Potato, Chris Envy, Thomas Jefferson Envies. Do you like gravy or butter on your potatoes? Real question. I like them shits loaded, loaded with a damn answer for this question. All right, so in wrestling, if you want to know what a potato <laughs> is, look up when Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar had that little match, and uh, Braun need Brock in the face, and Brock stood up and just cold cocked him. That's a potato. When you're throwing hams and one of them accidentally connects, sometimes accidentally, sometimes it's on purpose, you say you got potatoed. At which time, you damn well better give a receipt. I'm not going to lie. I thought you said you were throwing hams. I, <laughs> I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Now you got to tell, tell, tell them what a receipt is. So a receipt. Listen, if I give you money, you're going to give me a receipt to show that I paid for it. So if you stiff me with a move, if you hit me, if you accidentally lay it in a little harder than you're supposed to, and I take offense to it, I'm going to give you a receipt. Something to remember. Hey, remember what you just gave me? Here's to you. It's mm. just to keep you honest in the ring because a lot of people will take advantage. If you're a younger guy in wrestling and you're going against some grizzled old piece of shit vet who thinks they earned something in life but never made it anywhere so you're bitter and angry like me, sometimes they take advantage. They'll hit the chops a little bit harder than you're supposed to. A chop doesn't need to hurt. It just needs to make noise. So if somebody lays one in, you need to let them know, yo, I'm not the one, bud. You're not him. Don't. I'm not your bitch. So you give it back to them and they they understand like, oops, my bad. And you talk or it gets ugly and you guys shoot fight, which is awesome. Next, bring it. Well, I mean, shit, keep going, dude. What's a shoot fight? Like, what, what's shooting? <laughs> so, oh, we're just killing K-Fade completely. Wait, we're just gonna... what? No, it's not in the no, list. He's just throwing it. them out there. No, don't, don't. Save it. I mean, you you totally just did that with the fucking last one. <laughs> okay I know, but him, if we but... let them do it, we're going to run out of words. And it's going to be like, oh, right, shit, right, right. we let them all in one fucking... Right. Well, you, you tune right, in next so... week and you'll find out what a shoot fight is. Don't Google it either. Don't <laughs> yeah. Google it. No cheating. Wait for Chris Irving to tell you. Yeah, tell you my version, which might not be right. All right, Chris, we hear this term a lot as wrestling fans, like at least ones that, you know, if you listen to wrestling podcasts, all this stuff, the term green, what does that mean? That's not just a wrestling term, though. That's that's in anything where you have to earn your keep anything. I mean, Ryan's probably heard it before when he first started battle rapping. Um, Anything that you look up a banana is the easiest way for me to use a description. If somebody calls you green, you're just starting out. You're not ripe yet. You're not seasoned. You're not ready. So if you're green, you're just you're new to it. It's not an insult. You know the it's banana. Be an insult. The banana analogy is probably the simplest and like most perfect way I've ever heard that that put. So, Thanks, buddy. you know, I don't know where you got that from, but that was good shit. That was envious. We like need bananas. like a we need like a soundbite thing that's like that was envious every Ooh, time. Like, yeah. every time drops, <laughs> well, there it is. Jim. Yeah, um, now you gotta now you gotta take it and add it in. Put it with like one of them funk flex bombs. Oh god. Funk Master Flex was a DJ that was very popular in the late nineties. <laughs> Man, it's still, still popular. On the radio. It's, it's still Funk Master Flex. They all out ninety seven. Is he? I don't listen Good to generic. Oh yeah, I listen to XM. Oh okay. I can't. I mean, bust it open. I can't listen to anything else. There's too much garbage on the radio. All right, Chris. What's a blow off? Um. Well, twenty bucks is twenty bucks, man. 
Oh, you mean different? You mean wrestling related? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, so if you have a this rivalry, cancel. <laughs> can't cancel us. You don't pay us. <laughs> uh, if you got a rivalry going, um, there, there's a lot of reasons that a blow off takes place. Um, usually it's to end a feud. Sometimes your feud's not hot enough and it's boring. Uh, sometimes it's just gone long enough and it's time to switch chapters. So a, a blow off is when you guys are going to end your chapter of your story. Um, usually it ends in some kind of gimmick match, uh, loser goes home cage stipulation, you know, something crazy should end in something other than, well, I beat you and you beat me. This is the third time we're going to fight winner take all who cares? Like there's no reason. Why am I going to fight you? And I feel like that's one of the biggest problems with today. Everything, it's either too many stipulations where it, they're not special anymore, or there's no stipulation. So if if I don't know why guy A and guy B are fighting, I'm not really emotionally invested in it. I don't care. Bloodline has had me emotionally invested. So a blow off is the end of a feud or a rivalry. Now, these next two terms are probably the most used terms in wrestling. Um, we'll start with face. What's a face? Uh, there's a couple different variations of face, but if you're we're going the broad term, a face is the good guy, as in um, a baby face, because you're pretty. You're the one that everybody wants to root for, the face and of then, the company. And then, hashtag heel. What's a heel? Uh, me. Uh, MJF is the best version of a heel. When I was growing up, Jake the Snake, Million Dollar Man, the people that you love to hate, the Achilles heel, the... Uh, the antagonist to your favorite superstar, he's the one that gets under that guy's skin, the one you want to see get their ass kicked. The money makers. The best part of the show. Now they are now the best you, part of the show. You use the uh you know, you're constantly hashtagging heel envy. Yeah. Where where does this heel persona of Chris Envy where where did that all come from? Where did that start? Have we not met? Because I feel like, you know, you haven't you haven't quite uh Explain that to us yet. I've met so, you. you know, I, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I kind of got it quick. But <laughs> <laughs> So when I first started out wrestling, um, I was kind of thrown out there. I didn't know what I wanted to be. The fans kind of decided for me that I was going to be the asshole heel. Um, my trainers labeled me one of the most arrogant rookies in Colorado wrestling. Um, I kind of liked it. I kind of thrived on it as I was small, man. Like I'm still small, but I had no muscle. I I just, I didn't have anything going for me, honestly. So it's hard when you have nothing to get the crowd to cheer for you other than doing flashy shit. When you're green, a lot of vets won't give you the flashy shit. Your job is to go out there and make them look good and get your ass kicked. Basically a jobber. So the fans weren't really behind a jobber with no offense. So I started being a heel because they were already booing me. Like, what's this guy got to offer? Nothing. He's scrawny. Um, they called me Battle Rat. <laughs> like, it was horrible. So then, <laughs> yeah, not Battle Cat, not, not He-Man's little pet cringer. Um, so when I moved to New York, wrestling was a lot more real. It wasn't as cartoony as Colorado, not, not as Lucha. So you needed more of a, a real gimmick. And when I came out being more real, more like me, the fans started to gravitate towards that. They liked it and they cheered for me. And I went several years of my career as a good guy everywhere I went. I was the face anywhere I went. Um, I sold a shit ton of shirts, but it wasn't 
in the ring, like, I don't know, man, as a face, you get your ass kicked the whole time. And I'm not against that, but the heel, I want to be able to talk shit. Like I want to get under your skin. I want you to hate me because you don't, I don't care if you buy my shirts or not. If I see you wearing my shirt, I know I did my job, but people that stop and pose and take pictures with the bad guy, like you're a fucking bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, Cruella DeVille is not going to be like, oh, yeah, let's go to the ASPCA and take dogs for walks. You know, MJF's the only one doing that right right now. Mm -hmm. I enjoy being a heel, which is why I have to hashtag heel envy, because as an owner and a promoter, I can't be me. I can't put my stuff out there on on, on the Internet because people aren't going to want to go see that guy's show. They're going to want to see me get my ass kicked. But if I'm not in the ring, there's no payoff. And if you can't see me get my ass kicked and I'm a sh- just out there talking shit, you're not going to want to go support my company. You don't like me. So I vicariously live through heel envy because I can't any other way. Not as long as we're doing dynasty. Now, so now when you were actively, when you were actively wrestling, did you, um, I, I guess before dynasty, you know, before you were on the, you know, the owner side of things, the promoter side of things, did you MJF it up and, you know, like, 70s 80s heel style and live that character or when you saw a kid did you kind of like because mjf will straight up like you know (laughs) tell a kid off in front of his parents and walk away i didn't take it to that extreme and i wish i had i really wanted to but at the same time a lot of places that i was wrestling i was the new kid so if you shit on people too hard and they tell the promoter they might not welcome you back. And when you're new and you're starting out, you're looking for a home. You're looking for a place that will let you do what you want to do inside that ring. So if I hurt too many feelings, you'll be like, yeah, we're not going to be able to bring you back. Or if the venue doesn't want you back because of some of the scandalous things that you say. Um, I was pretty well hated up here as it was in real life <laughs> in the wrestling community. So at shows, as long as I was at the show and the show was running, I was a piece of shit. But if you caught me outside getting in my car, if you saw me getting gas after the show or grabbing a little Caesar's pizza, hot and ready, $5, yeah. I'll say what's up and I'll take a picture. But at the show, at the building, I'm an asshole. Don't talk to me. Don't ask me for anything. Uh, I'm not going to take a picture with you. If I do, it's flipping you off or flipping off the camera. Um, but I didn't take it to the extreme that MJF does. Nobody does. And I wish more people would. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I I love about MJF is that he literally – lives that gimmick like you know in interview like i've never seen him you know outside of that gimmick i'm sure you have because you you know he's done work with you but uh you know it's very rare that you see him outside of that and that is missing in wrestling because you know nobody does it you know cancel culture you know like if people are going backstage taking pictures with their opponent and that's great to have that i mean for you know for nostalgia but you don't need to share it you know what I mean? Like, you know, no, it's right. watered down wrestling. It is watered down. Or wrestling wait until completely. your rivalry's over and be like, Hey, caught this guy backstage a couple of months ago and then post it. Don't post it right after you guys just had a banger match and you're both bleeding. Like, it's just, I know everybody knows the reality of what wrestling is, but to rub it in our face, it's like, right. come on, man, I just watch you guys fight for 20 minutes. But like I, as a kid or, you know, like even years ago, when you like wrestling, it was was your time to like escape right, right. and just you know pretend like it you know like it is real and you know even knowing that it is scripted entertainment 
before social media, you could still enjoy it. Now it's like, you know, it's just, like I said, it's so watered down. It's hard to really be able to get into it and everything's spoiled. Everything's, you know, I still love wrestling, but it's nothing like it used to be. That's for sure. I think they try too hard to make it too Hollywood and it lost a lot of its luster in how simple it was as an art farm, as an art form and a sport. I mean, we're guilty of it too. It's an art. It's an art farm. farm. It's an art farm. (laughs) Don't you know? Uh. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Good comeback. So it's been, it's been, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Let's keep going. Uh, It's been what? It's been a week now since you announced that uh, you're getting your ass beat again? Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying to figure out a day, like, a, um, I don't know. I got to narrow down to April. I, it won't be before April. I need to get rid of a lot of years of ring rust. I need to see what this old body can do. Uh, I'm definitely not in ring shape. I'm in shape, but in shape and being in, in ring shape are completely different things. And I know I'm not. Um, mentally, I have some major hurdles, mountain-sized hurdles to get over. Um, so I'm I'm not there, but I feel like... April's a good time to look at. Um, March, I have two kids' birthdays, and we're going to Mexico. Um, my wife gets a vacation through work every year because she's amazing at what she does. So I get to be Man, her. Come back in the summer. Come back in the summer. I mean, Everyone's I need to get. School. Yeah, they are. But if who's going to see me come back? First of all, I need to build to that. I need to get a couple smaller shows under my belt before I try and go wrestle with the Spanish announce team or go back to PPW. Um, you know, if, if, if they even have me, you know, I, before I even look at trying to get into man, impact, we got to like, we, I was going to say, you got your fucking, uh, your boy, your the ring announcer. There MLW. is uh, a yeah, fucking man. MLW, Falvo, dude. Tony Fa- Tino Falvo. <laughs> Tino, Tino, you Tino know? Caesar, Mike Falvo. He's doing big things, man. The guy doesn't get enough credit. Um, he's, he does everything. I was telling Ryan, he's, He's he used to do the great. Albany Empire, you know, like that. He does Cage Wars. He's done yeah. boxing. Um, he does the, oh, Albany the lacrosse team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's great. He's very comfortable behind a mic. Um, he doesn't. It's, there's no. He's very business. You know, some ring announcers go out there and they want to ham hock it and and joke <laughs> with the crowd. And some crowds love that. Some shows it's great for it, and he can do that. But he's like the independent wrestling, the smaller smaller budget Michael Buffer. The guy he's got a good voice, he's got a great look. Yeah, but I when you see him and you hear him, I don't think no, independent at all. Like there's there's a reason there's a reason why he was just holding right. an MLW mic because the dude has talent yep. to keep moving yep. on up. Like He should already be there. I I don't I know. Thought he, yeah, he I send, thought he was he used awesome. He'd send out promo tapes all the time. He'd get passed over by these shithole announcers that sound like ass, mouthful of marbles. And it's because some guys will work for free just to be part of the show. This guy wants to be compensated. He doesn't ask for a lot mm-hmm. of money. Just pay the man his worth. But he got passed up by a lot of opportunities. And so it won't be long before other people start seeing him being like, oh, yeah, we got an opening this show. Ring announcing is pretty cutthroat, and I don't understand why. Yeah. No, and that's – um, yeah. But like I was saying, uh, you know, with him being at MLW <laughs> – I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you know the specifics of that. I don't know if it's like a one-off thing he's doing with them. I don't but, know. I hope not. Um, yeah, no, me either. 
but that you know begs the question of where where do you really see your return going i mean is that is that the uh i you know i mean obviously it's got to be the goal right to try to get a match listen even if it's one match when i was wrestling are you going to go to wwe as if i had an option back then um, because they don't know. Right. But my goal was never to make it to WWE. I never wanted to be WWE champion. I'm a, I'm a realist, man, through and through. I know what my limits are. Um, but I did want to be announced from Albany in front of the hometown crowd. You know, my music hits under my name, not, not a security. I don't want to do any of that shit. I mean, I'll do it, but that's not what I want to do. I know my bump card is close to the end. But I want to be announced at a WWE show, at an AEW show. You wanted to be James yeah, Ellsworth. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's not no. not a bad gig. I mean, the dude Colin got Delaney, super over. Like people like, wearing that dude's face on a t-shirt. And Ellsworth, too. You know, that stupid circle. Yeah. They made a meme of him. The dude was famous. He's still getting... So you'd be yeah. cool, like, coming out in Albany for, like, dark or something? Yeah. For, like, a dark match versus yeah. some rando? I mean... It's Dark not my does it. ultimate I've, goal to go out and be. They, they have people all the time. You know, I'd like to have like an actual story and have it lead to something. But as a as a independent guy, my goal was just to hear that pop in front of the hometown crowd. I don't care about traveling. I did my time traveling. I would love to if I'm paid the money. I would love to, but I come on, man. I'm post forty, so I know yeah. that's not in the cards. But just one show here locally, maybe I get booed, maybe I get cheered. I don't know. But there's hundreds, if not thousands, of people at, at the Albany shows. Yeah. Now, what do you? We asked you this last week, but you've had a little bit, you know, a little bit more time to think about it and maybe kind of stew on what you're, you know, what you're envisioning character-wise. Like, who who is this new Chris Envy gonna be? Because you can't come back and you know, bandana on your head. You know, the whole, you know envy me on the ass well, granted it, it it can say that but you know you can't come back with the same exact thing that you that you left with you gotta you know spice so it up I bring agree. something new um i don't i don't know i know it's got to be different i've i've had a mask made i paid almost 300 dollars for a mask a couple of years ago when i thought i was gonna come back um it didn't happen as like a surprise thing or you plan <laughs> on wrestling gonna, in a well, mask i didn't want to be so <laughs> Because of the lack of confidence, this is a mental hurdle that I have to get over. As one of the most arrogant people in wrestling at the time, um, it's not easy for me to even admit it, but I don't know what I can and can't do anymore. Um, The limitations with my neck, uh, I don't know how much I can take. You know what I mean? Like, I don't don't know how to describe it. You're a bodybuilder. You blow out your tricep. You come back to start lifting again. I'm at ground zero. I'm at day one. I don't know what I can and can't do. In my head, I can still do moonsaults. I can still do the 450. I can do all that shit. But physically, can I still do? I don't know. So I wanted to come back as a different character under a mask with all my tattoos covered. Because if I shit the bed, I don't want to shit the bed on Chris Envy and people be like, oh, yeah, don't book him. He's He doesn't have it anymore. If I fuck it up as an E. Lucha guy, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. It's a guy under a mask. Mm. If I, if, you know, I can be a job or talent for years under a mask and just go out there and get my ass kicked. Yeah. But crispy. It e. That's it. Sounds like a cereal. It's perfect. <laughs> Sounds like cereal. 
But as me <laughs> with my ego and and I want like I got a little value behind a little value behind my name. I don't want to tarnish it with with shitty wrestling. I walked away at the peak of my career because I didn't like how I looked. So to come back and not do well in the ring, I feel would be a slap in the face to everything that I accomplished up till that point. So I don't know what I want to do when I come back. I when I come back as Chris Henry, yeah. obviously, because now cat's out of the bag. <clears throat> The mask isn't going to work. Um, <laughs> I don't, fuck it, dude. K-Fabe's been I, dead I for a long should, time. I think you should come back as the most rotten <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, that's fucking, true. Just yeah. a fucking asshole. For me, it's like, what do I wear? How do I act? How do I talk? You know what I mean? Like, There's a lot that goes into it. And I had 15 years as Chris Envy. So, and then five years off. Where? Who am I now? I'm not that same piece of shit person but i can be that piece of shit wrestler you know i'm yeah. I'm not jacked yeah. i don't have a six-pack I, I don't know what kind of gear i want to wear shorts long tights i don't know i don't know i i feel like it's it's just gotta it's gotta resemble some of the growth in my belly you know obviously you know you're not a kid anymore you know but it will <laughs> even you know the the mental growth but you know still incorporate like- the fact that you're a, a real asshole, you know. Like it's like to a WWE fan, be more proud. Like a WWE fan who like saw Cody Rhodes leave, never watched him outside of the WWE, and then watched him come back. Right, it's got to be like that. Like whoa, right, right. And that's, this that's, is that guy. That's some of the whoa. mental stuff too. Like I in Pennsylvania and in Jersey and Massachusetts, some of those places, I had a pretty decent reputation. People knew who I was. I would get stopped at stores, and it was awesome, man. Like it. It was awesome. But here locally, most people know me as the guy who founded Dynasty. These people never saw me wrestle. I only wrestled two or three times for Dynasty, and I didn't wrestle for any other companies around here. World of Hurts, two and a half, three hours away from me. So those fans recognize me every couple of years when I get invited to do their Rumble. But locally, they don't know who the hell I am. So to go out there and expect that pop just because of who I am, that shit ain't going to happen. I need to have a reason for them to cheer or a, I'll give you a reason to boo. But if I'm going to get a reaction, I got to give them a reason. And I just don't know what that is yet. Other than selfishness. I'm doing this for me this time around. I think that's a great, you know, it's a great start. Those are building blocks right there, man. I mean, it's I all for you. The Grinch though, you know, fuck oh, everybody else. Shirt. I did this for me. F everybody else. <laughs> that would be a good gym shirt. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah i but for me like it's all it's gotta be all inclusive you know what i mean like this this new and fuck you not wearing a bandana i'm bald bitch um it's gotta be all (laughs) inclusive like we gotta have music that that is me uh like it's gotta have new gear and you know every time i sit down i think about it we i shared pictures with you guys earlier and you're like yeah and i sent it to my former manager fenris fortune who was like and this is I mean, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but he messaged me after listening to the last podcast about the return. And he said, I would like to think, don't quote me. It's not exact, but I would like to think that the return of Chris MV also includes the return of Fenris fortune in some way. You know, that touched me, man. Like that dude was there for me when I was at my lowest. And uh, the fact that he even wants to be a part of it, like you guys want to be a part of it, not knowing if I can and can't go in the ring. That says a lot. Like, you know, there's something there. So yeah. it's like legit touching. But then I think like 
it is. It's exciting, you know. It's it's it is. But then I, it is. And honestly, like so, when when I was when I said earlier that I had like some things I wanted to say when it came to like you know the character and the gear and stuff, your last name is Envy. You know, when you really think about what that means, you you want people. People need to want you know either want to be you or just you know hate hate everything about you because you know you you have this and you have that and and they don't and you know you're everything that they want to be that they can't have because you know you're great and they suck because it's kind of like an mjf thing in a way but you think that they think that and really they're like who's this motherfucker right yeah who's this i want someone punch this asshole in his face please right right and there was a time but I mean, the na- it it's built Around into when your White name. Swap came out. It was. You ever play I mean, any of that up? Um, at like wrestling shows, like in promos or anything, play up your reality TV. There, um, a yeah. very short time, um, at uh, Revival Pro Wrestling, I did. Uh, it was very short lived. <laughs> um, I wanted to have two valets take me to the ring every show. Same same valets, because obviously, my wife wasn't going to do it. She doesn't like wrestling. But if I had two valets to walk me to the ring, then I could kind of live up that wife swap story in character. Um, there was a, uh, I was announced as the Chris Envy from ABC's wife swap for a while. And I didn't ask for that. I mean, the Chris Envy. Um, so that was kind of cool. Like yeah. people would be like, Oh, what? And then they Google it and they fear the star of divorce court. (laughs) That's what I'm getting at at, is you've been on a, like a few, right? I only know about wife swap, but you've been on wife swap. What else? Uh, divorce court, tattoo nightmare, Rachel Ray, father, Albert, um, ABC's revolution. I think that's it. Yeah. Right. So that's a nice, where you can, that's a decent (laughs) list where you can get cooking on a little list real quick. But Those are 10 years ago. Are they still relevant? Exactly. That's that's the, Dude. so funny. That is the part. That's what that's is you're coming back. You had you... the face is if you were like, if you acted like you were an A lister, like you were like, like you were up there with The Rock and with like Vin Diesel, and you're like just some asshole who's been on fucking divorce court. I'd want to see you. Dude, that's, that is so, so great. <laughs> I'd be like, this All right, dick. Okay. The beauty of wrestling, you gotta put your pride aside. Because I'm looking at it like I would fuck that guy too. Oh like, fuck yeah! It was ten years ago. What what schmuck brags about stuff ten years ago? And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Built in heel. <laughs> All right, okay. But to quote the Grinch, yeah. no, I, I like I that. Like I mean, it takes well, two if, to three if months. If you're to that do. kind uh, of guy, maybe not ripped shorts. But the resort were fine. <laughs> I like them without, without the, flames. the flames. Yes, so I. But like I said, real Buddy Murphy esque. Yeah. First thing I saw when you sent him to me, I'm like, because oh, he's shit, the Buddy only Murphy one that does it. That's what I want. Chris Aben <laughs> also did it. Chris yes. Aben did it first, actually. But yeah. um, I don't know, man. I. So this is what Fenris said. And I'm reading this because I just got it. And we're talking about the gear. Stick to classic tights like you wear. Get rid of the kick pads. Black tights, white logo, and an accent color. Black knee pads, white boots. It's a classic look, but fresh for you. And I do like the black and white. Black, white, and gray is 
I do too. I just feel like it. If if you're so you you want people to fucking you know like fuck this guy you know <laughs> like who is this fucking you, it's got to be over the top like not 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 so much over the top where it's like fucking macho man you know <laughs> like fucking shit everywhere and the hats and the all that but I feel like you know maybe colors, colors. which is your thing anyways. Do I have colors? No, but I mean like. You've always, you know, like anytime I've looked at you in gear, it's yeah. well, super I colorful. Stand out. I mean, you go to any re- any but, any indie wrestling show, you're gonna see six people in red and black. I had red and black gear too, but I never. I mean, it was my yeah. favorite gear. It was the best made gear that I had. But everybody has red and black. You don't know if you're gonna be part of a tag team. Bring your red and black gear and an alternative because you don't want to match your opponent. So I don't know what colors yeah. I want to wear. I would love to do the robe that uh, that Fenris actually made for me. Yeah, oh, it's a kind robe? Of, it's more a like robe a, would be dope. Uh, have you seen the pic, the Macho Man pictures? I'm about to send it to you guys in the, in the chat. Yeah. That robe. Yeah, yeah I've seen I it. I love that. But get okay. it matching whatever color gear. The black, white, the, the... Yeah. I also like the black, white, and gray together. But... Whatever. I just don't know. Say we, I, I know I don't want to do trunks get, for sure. I'm not doing trunks. You can do some bikers. I thought about it, but if you don't have, like, if your legs don't look good or you got that old man double <laughs> butt, you know, where you got like a butt and then you got that skin where your butt used to be underneath, that doesn't look good. Do, do you have know. that? I haven't put is, trunks. Is that, is that, is that what you're working with now? <laughs> Motherfucker, put... You don't got trunks got laid around the house? In the basement in the back. So put them on and stare in the mirror. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I like the bikers because I feel like my legs look no, good I, right now, but um, I don't know. Long fights are just easier. I dig the, the robe, and I, I, I dig the... You know, the smirky, arrogant, dick face face you're making. Now or in the picture? What about normal MMA shorts, Both. but instead of, like, logos, you put the logo of the shows you were on on them? I don't think I could do that because they're trademarked, you dickhead. <laughs> what? What were you the champ uh, of? Wow, vague question. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just I saw champ, it in bitch. the picture, and I was like, I didn't know I you were ever a champ. Times. Um, Revival, I was the United States champion. Shit. At Saw, I was the cruiserweight champion. Um, Never a heavyweight anywhere. I think I've had four different belts. Championships. Can we call them belts? <laughs> Is Vincent listening? Yeah. Nah, they're belts. You know what? After looking at these pictures, though, I think maybe some long tights would, yeah, would see, do you well. See. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir. you know, because you almost you almost had that that yeah. double ass thing yeah, going on back then. Away. So, so I mean, nowadays it most certainly would probably be there. But you also have. I'm I'm assuming less ass than you had back then because you've, um, you know, tightened up a wow. little bit. This podcast is so. a what if you didn't wear tights ego. and you wore? What, what if they weren't <laughs> tight and they were just like pants? 
What if you wore like pants, like nice pants? I feel like that looks like somebody who can't afford to get like Ray Mysterio's, that, where they're loose no, all the way down. His shits like are the like Jinko jeans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like that look. I don't like the loose well, pants. Yes. I do really like Finn Balor's pants right now. I wouldn't say like loose pants. I'd say like Young Bucks pants. Like dude, fitted. like Young Braun Strowman, get some some fucking red no, skinny Braun jeans. Strowman, like he holding it apart too <laughs> long. He looks wild in those pants. But the problem, uh, with, uh, I guess not. I just feel like when people wear jeans to the ring, it looks like you're a backyarder. It doesn't look like you're a wrestler. Mm. Not, not when you do it right, because let me tell you what. Like I said, jeans. I'm not buying those yeah. wrestling. No, I mean you, you get them on DH Gate for oh. like twenty five to thirty dollars. Have them sent over from China. <laughs> all right, all right. See the thing is, you just got to do it right. I mean, the skinny jeans—that's that's a thing whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, like those, you, you know, they they can look though. right. I'm talking them into like some skinny, like I'm talking like Elias, no. Elias's no, jeans. Don't do that. Yeah, I mean you're not not quite there tan wise, but yeah, dude. Those, those would work well. Do you want me to wear skinny jeans? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm perplexed now. Are you wearing a fucking mask in that Which picture? One? The blue one? No, you're wearing like a red Envy shirt. I sent you a lot of pictures. Yeah, you did. You sent me too many. Oh, it's I'm pink. And yeah, I am wearing a mask. Oh, and I'm yeah. walking out to Hollywood Undead. That was uh, after my first neck injury nice. and. 2008. Walking out of a garbage bag. <laughs> that was yeah. What if, yeah what if, <laughs> that was in Vermont. <laughs> Yo, what if what if what if he pulled up to a show in a limo and he gets out the limo, right? Oh, he gets out the limo with a chick, okay, <laughs> and he's I'm actually in. just mad people there that are like, "Woo!" But really, it's like one or two people there. <laughs> <laughs> And then, dude, I love it. See, I see one of the people ain't paying attention, so he's like walking past him. And he's like, "No, no photos." And pushes that guy, pushes him out the way. He wasn't even paying attention. So, so do we start face. filming these vignettes like I'm some big star, dude? Yeah. Yes, and make them like kind of. It, yeah, play it's it up perfect. and kind of make it funny. People might, yeah, yeah, yeah. might really like that. They I mean, look, like, Razor oh. Ramon, that, that's kind of Razor Ramon, except his was legit. I'm... Yeah. And that's the whole thing. It's it's a fucking, you know, you're just I'm mocking it all. No, actually. But like you, but like your character like believes in it. Like he really thinks it's real. But everyone else watching it, they're like, are you, <laughs> you're like this oblivious, like, could be good. Just a thought. <laughs> I do like it's it. It's perfect. So now... Not not to steer, you know, too far off course and let's uh get back onto the podcast. Do you do you think that your return to the ring will affect Dynasty's return to the wrestling world? Do you do you think that that will put kind of like a uh you know, like a little um uh, speed bump in the way of Dynasty's road back to uh I feel like that bo- that both can't both doing shows again? <sighs> yes, I do. Because I I don't know, man. I take things very seriously at this stage in my life. Like, I stopped wrestling, started running shows. I stopped wrestling to get in better shape, but I didn't. And I started running shows. And I, I ran my first show without being in the better shape that I wanted to be in. I can't do both. I can't focus on myself and having this last little run. 
and run dynasty shows every couple months. Every three months, yes. But I also don't know how many bookings I'm going to get. I don't know how long in between the bookings it would be. You know, like I definitely don't want to wrestle every month. Uh, I mean, uh, every weekend. Um, I don't have the time, the patience, the energy. And that's the great thing is that, you know, if you came back and it was for a couple months or it was for, you know, break it up into a few years, Dynasty can still be there when you're done. Because, you know, there's no age limit on running a wrestling promotion. There is on in-ring competition. Ryan? Can I interject and say a thought that just came to my mind while it's fresh? Yeah, of course. You said everybody relates you to as the owner of Dynasty, right? Right. So around home, where you guys are, you're the Dynasty guy. Yeah. But Dynasty is your thing. You built it. It's your baby. You, You watched it grow and you watched it die and you'd love to see it grow again but at the same time you want to wrestle but you never really gave yourself any shine in your own company rightfully so but in my opinion if you're down to go for one more run why not use it as an opportunity to do it within your own business fuck going somewhere else and make some dope content and make dope videos and promos and, and promote your, your comeback within your own company. You got people that are willing to help you do administrative shit. So some of the shit you don't got to worry about if you're trying to run a show. That's true. Possible. That's true. My biggest issue with, with that, and I've said it before, I don't want to be the star on my own show. And I know I don't have to be the star just to wrestle on it. But the day of the show, as Travis can attest, you are pulled in 600 different directions. At no point during that day did I have time to even sit down with Travis and say, these are the shots that I definitely have to have. And I used to be able to do that all the time. I also can't sit down and plan my own match. It's hard because you need a good 15, 20 minutes. Even if you're not going to call a match, you're just going to go over the ending. You still need to go over a couple things. And to have 600 things going on, you want to watch the match before you because you don't want to hit the same moves. You want to know what the finishes are so you're not stealing somebody else's finish. You have to be focused on the show. As the promoter, I need to make sure people are sticking to their times. I need to make sure the next match is up and running. The music guy has everybody's sound in order. Yes, we check this stuff before the show, but inevitably something's going to fuck up. So I want to make sure that everything is dress right dress. People are having a good time in the audience. We have change at, at the concessions. We have change at the front door. People are security is okay. Like there's so many things going on to take even at 15 minutes to myself during a show to book a match or before the show. Cause even we could book a show, Matt, Ryan, we're, we're going to wrestle tomorrow. We're going to go 10 minutes. We get there. We plan it. Before we go out, we still have to touch base. So there's never a time when you have time to to book a match. For me, for me, as a perfectionist, um, a lot of you people do. Delegate and get, and you have a bunch of help. You're making excuses. I know, I know. I've just never been able it. to trust somebody else to do what I do. Now, I'm, I'm not sugarcoating it. My, I worked with Mike King for three, two years, three years, however many years it was. Mike did a good job. Mike didn't know what he was doing behind the scenes. And I'm not knocking him for that. I never took the time to show him. I didn't trust anybody else. Uh, Mr. Man could do it. You could probably do it. Travis could probably do it. I know Mr. Man can do it. 
But again, it's hard for me to to take the hands all off the steering wheel and let somebody else drive. Like people see Dynasty, I well, you don't to to counter your point. You don't have to let them drive for long. You just got to let them drive long enough for you to do what you need to do. And the last and time I did right that, I broke my neck. Oh well, then yeah. <laughs> it's time to learn to let people fucking help you, man. I know, I know. <laughs> and, you know, piece of shit, Mikey Cheese, Mike Lanza. He said the same thing. Don't be afraid to ask for help. But I don't know where I need the help until it's there. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, let me help you book a card. No, fuck you. That's why I do these shows. So I can write stories and tell stories. I enjoy that part of it. It's I, I'm really bad at asking for help. It's just not easy for me to, to let go. Mm-hmm. I'm not against it. I just need to like baby steps. Like, all right, you, you, you book this next two segments. And see someone do it before I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like I I think Dynasties or our show production is better than than other places. I don't. I just don't want to have any excuse because the reason we started Dynasty in the first place is because so many other shows sucked at the little things, and I don't want to feel like I don't want to give people the opportunity to say that about us. So it's it's just hard. But I will try if we continue running shows. If we're not licensed, we're not insured, we're not bonded, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, clearly uh, none of, you know, some of the other promotions aren't either. And they just. Uh... This is true. This is true. <laughs> they just yep. keep doing yeah. their shit. We'll just advertise a show and then cancel. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yes, that was a direct dig. So while we're on the topic of Dynasty, the promotion, you know, and we're not we're not talking WWE. We're not talking AW this week. We're talking Dynasty for you. Tell us what the perfect, you know, obviously the reunion show was a, a comeback, but the first real show, you know, what it, in your mind, what is the perfect dynasty show? Pyro. What is the perfect yeah. realistic dynasty? Show? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't, you don't have to make it Sparklers real. You don't, have, you don't even... No, yeah. I, I in, seriously, let, let's put, you know, Put everything out the window. To you, what what makes the perfect show that that you would ultimately, um, you know, if if you could, would love to see happen. So, I would like. I don't know how much of this you are going to edit out. So, I'm just going to put it all out there. Take out whatever you feel other people should know. I don't give a fuck. Seven matches, <laughs> two and a half hours, ten minute intermission. I want a comedy match. I want at least one women's match, a tag match. A gimmick match, which could be a triple threat, could be a ladder match, could be a table match, could be anything. Um, a surprise name. I I love that name value brings people into the door, but I want people to go to a dynasty show to see the motherfucking dynasty. I don't want to book Ken Anderson and get all these people there to see Ken Anderson. And then the next show, we don't have a name and our crowd is half of that. Come to our fucking shows and see us, man. We're the people you're going to see on TV next year. We're the next generation of WWE, Impact, MLW, AEW. We are those people. MJF wrestled for Dynasty. Sonny Kiss wrestled for Dynasty. Bobby Fish wrestled for Dynasty. Bobby fucking Lashley wrestled for Dynasty. Come see them at our place before they get big. So I want people to come to our show. I definitely want a comedy show, especially if there's kids there. Comedy comedy match. Um, we had a guy on our second show, um, Poco de Risa which was Smiley, super underrated wrestler. If you don't know him, look him up on YouTube. Smiley is phenomenal. Um, 
he would fight his match. He's undersized. He'd get his ass kicked, crawls under the ring. Out the other ring comes this six foot four, three hundred pound dude. Same gear, same mask. He just transforms, comes out as this fucking juggernaut and destroys people afterwards. Then the next match happens. You don't know where Smiley went. Poco de Risa, it was fucking great. Um, I want I want you to feel like you're part of the show. I want the crowd involved. Not bring your weapon to the show, but I want you to feel, I want to hear the chants. I want to see the signs. I want people on their feet the whole time. I want you as a fan to be as exhausted as the main event wrestlers are. You know, from start to finish, from 7 p.m. till 9.15 p.m., I want you absolutely exhausted when you go home. So you can post all those pictures the next day and all those videos and talk about it. You can't wait to see the next show. Who's Is Ken Anderson going to be there again? I don't know. Is Hurricane going to be there? I don't know. Show up. Buy a ticket. You'll find out. I don't want people to go for name value. I want them to go for that logo, that crown, that crest. You come to a Dynasty show, you will have a great time. I guarantee it. And if you don't, you're either a hater or uh, that's it. That's the only reason. <laughs> you're just a you're just a fucking hater. Yeah, you're a hater. I love it. Is that good? That's All perfect. Right. That's perfect. And that's gonna wrap up today's show. Bravissimo. Before Aww, before we head on yeah, out though, damn. we gotta you know we gotta let everybody know where to find us. MVMePodcast.com. It's simple. One stop shop. You go there. All of our stuff from our YouTube to our socials to, you know, every platform that we're on is at our website, envymepodcast.com. Chris, any words you want to say before we head on out? Talk to the people. Uh, hey, um, producer. Hey. You got um, this uh, You got this thing coming up. Why don't you put that over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Come on. Rep the fam. <laughs> you talking about a battle? Yeah. What you got something in else? Fort Pierce. In Fort Pierce. Oh, that one. Just a little thing. At the Harmony Music Lounge. Uh-huh. Fort Pierce, Florida. Yeah. 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 BG versus KD of the squad. Oh shit! I learned recently it was of the squad, and I said okay to Squid. <laughs> oh. And he didn't, oh. he didn't like that and didn't accept my friend request. Oh, oh shit! Terrible, terrible human being. Not a fan Fucking of Squid Games, huh? Yeah. He's a dick. Fucking asshole! I'm gonna rip his head off. I guess you're gonna have to. And that's that's. Where can they watch that? Be careful when you talk shit to people on Facebook. Like you can't really get in your bag on Facebook like you can on Twitter. Oh yeah, man. They'll they'll shut your whole shit down. Really big on Twitter, but on Facebook you can't be like, I'm gonna kill him. Three rounds, you're dead. Facebook will be like, thirty days. (laughs) (laughs) Thirty days, you're in lockup. Now that's uh, that's when March eleventh. March eleventh. Harmony Music Lounge. And eat more shows. Where where can people um stream that? Because that will be streamed correct yeah if you want to stream it but you got to follow me on instagram at bg the boy genius if you want to live stream it because i gotta put you on look at that and i'm about to sit here and so if you want to if you want to check out some dope battle rap go follow him on instagram get the details and stream that shit and yeah manny what you got where you at where you working oh no no no. <laughs> oh no! We're like, talking oh, about no. my they day job. The they gotta pay shoot. the bag. Shoot job. Shoot they job. got money over there. They gotta pay the bag. Oh yeah, Shit. true. Let's get them to advertise, bro. Yeah. Sponsored, sponsored dynasty. They got, they got bread. You know, I found out. Probably might have to cut this, but I did find out that even like the commercials they did, they never. <laughs> like they, they did some. 
So Carbone yeah. used to sponsor us. Carbone, I mean, Carbone's a, a car dealership in upstate New York. They used to sponsor the Dynasty. You cut this out too. But they would pay, I think, a show. We made one banner for them, and then we would just put that banner up every time they paid. Well, goddamn. Yeah, buddy. All right. Do, well, on do that closing. note, make sure you go to MVMePodcast.com. And that's all we have for you this Envy week. Me, not you. <laughs> right here on Envy Me. Not you. On Dynasty Podcast. Play that fucking track. Play that fucking track. Oh,
dudes who shoots to make a spark. Now I'm a fair nigga, but ain't dead nigga quicker than the hair trigger. So if you dead nigga, it'll be like your man trying to hold your brain to your head. But you'll be shitting on yourself because you already dead. And at the funeral, you won't need a casket. I'm leaving just enough of them to stuff in a basket. But just get the casket. I really need my ass kicked. My mom's never let me forget that I'm a bastard. I ain't never been shit. That ain't gon' be shit. That's why I take shit whenever I see shit. Get shit started, people everywhere just get